Well, I'm happy to introduce Lillian. Thank you for being here and sharing with us today. The floor is yours. All right. Thank you, Jim. Thank you for all who invited me to to this group to speak. My name is Lil or Lillian. I'm an alcoholic. And um, and like I always say, I got to wake up sober because of people just like all of you. All your experiences have shown me the benefits of not drinking. And it's really nice to to go to bed uh, sober and and just magically, it seems, <laughs> though not really magically, wake up sober and and uh, fill the day with uh, with stuff, you know, uh, life life stuff. Um, I got just for background, I I, I uh, got sober in '88 in uh, Manhattan, which is a really great place to get sober because there's so many meetings uh you know you could just throw a throw a dead rat and you'll out the window and you'll find a meeting it's it was uh it's they're that close or you take the subway or you walk and it's a great place for fellowship because all the restaurants that are there and and diners and and whatnot and so i got sober there and um Prior to that, I, I, I grew up in, in uh, Sacramento, California, which is, those of you that are familiar, it's right smack dab between San Francisco and the Sierras. Um, what can I say? Um, I did most of my drinking in Oakland and San Francisco. Really heavy drinking, not knowing what to do. I got a... Um, a uh, grant to go to art school and the Oakland, the California College of Arts and Crafts in Oakland. And, you know, and I haven't planned anything, but I, the one thing I, I was thinking about is how our, um, and I'm sure we all have gone through this, what, how our families have influenced our uh, behavior, our emotions. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not a new thing to, to say that, we got, you know, really, really fucked up from our families. I mean, I mean, I guess there are some people who had delightful families and they still drank and they overdrank and now, now they're, they're visiting the rooms because they can't stop drinking. Um, most of us, I believe, have come from the front lines of, you know, society's battlefields. And, uh, I know I chose to drink because I didn't have a clue how to, how to behave in public, how to behave with people. I didn't know how to start a conversation or end a conversation. I felt I was always um, the stupidest one uh, in in the room. Uh, uh, when I was a kid, I, I wasn't able to read until I was seven, and I, I don't know why they they didn't address it at at that age. At, you know, you know, back then in the in the uh, late fifties, you know, the, those things were just you know, there wasn't any interest or funding or nobody knew what to do. And, and I think because I was quiet, well-behaved, and because I could draw really well and decorate the teacher's walls with beautiful turkeys for Thanksgiving and Christmas trees for Christmas and Valentine's in February, they let me stay. And then somehow um, I um, started uh, looking at the words in the book and something clicked. I don't know why, how I started reading. It was a, certainly a struggle. 
uh, arithmetic was not my friend. Uh, but yet, uh, when I got sober, somebody suggested that I uh, go on welfare so I could go to school and that the, the welfare would pay for it. And which I did. I went to, a, a, uh, first I went to this program called uh, EPRA, which stood for Employment Program for Recovering Alcoholics. And it was like a 12 week emotional boot camp. They really put me through the ringer and everybody through the ringer. If you were literally one second late to one of the classes, you were out because that was one of the reasons why people had a hard time staying employed. The stuff we learned when we were drinking to, I'm going to show up late. I don't give a shit about what, you know, I don't care. It carries over into our sober lives. They, 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 they'd like to take people who had about a year and a half of sobriety. So, so they, they were more established in the program. So if you were just a minute late, a second late, you, you goodbye, go home. And, and one of the, the, the things that, that I, after going to EPRA and doing that, which was most excellent program. It was in Manhattan. They had it. Um, I got on welfare and went to a community college. And fortunately, there was funding at this at this community college, LaGuardia Community College out in Queens, uh, where they had a, uh, what would you call it? A place where they um, uh, tested people for learning difficulties. You know, I don't want to say disabilities, but that's kind of weird. Not that that's a bad thing, but you know, I'm just saying that, you know, we all have our stuff and, and I, I got tested and I found out that I had some kind of thing where the audio thing was like off like a second. If I, if, if I heard a word like, uh, disturbance, just, uh, 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 or, uh, demolish or something, my brain would, would try to figure it out before I, you know, could listen any further. And by that time, the person who's speaking to me, uh, usually a teacher uh, or someone older would just keep going on and I would have this blank look on my face. Uh, and so I and it had that kind of like a stupid look on the face. And it, it was a, um, it was, it was not a lot of fun, uh, feeling behind in, in my life. And once I realized this, they, they gave me, you know, like more time to take tests and, uh, they, you know, they, you know, they really were helpful. It was really, help clarify why I was the way I was when I was a kid. And so that was really great to to learn that. Um, And why do I bring that up? I think, I think because um, families are, are, are odd. I mean, depending on what era we grew up in, if we were, you know, I, I, I was on a, a chairlift, a gondola actually, and my my wife and I, we were much older and everybody in there was born after 2000. I don't get it. I was born last year in the mid-century, right? Like, you know, like a lot of us here. And, and I know I've accumulated a lot of, of uh, interesting baggage from childhood because I was raised by people who didn't have this program. My father was the alcoholic. My mother was the super codependent. Uh, and my brother was also an alcoholic. And uh, the the two men died of alcoholism 
and all the diseases that that uh, cause alcoholism. My mother died of of cancer from being so codependent, and uh, and and also that my parents gambled, um, and and from Sacramento to the to Reno is about two hours, and we would go on Highway 80 across the Sierras, whether it was a blizzard or a blistering heat. Uh, my father would put the chains on the on the car because they at Donner Summit was the highest point on 80 where the, the state troopers would stop all the cars and trucks and say, you can't go any further in a blizzard. I mean, in a blizzard, uh, you can't go any further unless you put your chains on. My father would get out and put the chains on, you know, in the blizzard snow to go to Reno so that they could go gambling and they, and they would stick me and my brother in the, in the theater. We would watch double features back then. So we would watch movies like, like two and a half times. So we were in there from like 1030 to like 11. And we were like a lot of kids there with their parents, you know, just bopping about. And uh, so, so that that's, I guess that's not common. Uh, we all have, you know, histories of family that we look back, oh, that's not common. That Not a lot of families did that. Um, and, and we also, because we, they, they gambled a lot, we moved around a lot and, and I remember one sitting with sitting down with my mom and asking her, how many times did we move? And then I was 18 years old when I asked this question and we had moved 20 times within a very small area because we were so broke and, and, uh, tried to evade, uh, getting evicted. So we would leave before we got officially evicted and we just moved about all the time. Uh, never had a, 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 I swear to God, never had a bed. I slept on the couch or uh, on one of those folding, uh, those folding cots that, that, that the aluminum ones. And um, it was, it was interesting. And it's, I guess it's not common. And yet at the same time, it's not uncommon what our, our, our histories are. And I know somebody here will identify with something that I'm saying. They go, Oh yeah, I blah, 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 you know? And, and that's what I like about, coming to AA is that I find that I am not alone in in my stories and which makes me unspecial and special at the same time you know that that like I can I can share my experience to somebody that they can identify with growing up and and or go like wow I didn't know you know that kind of thing and I mean, there, there are some, so many things that, that, that happened to people, you know, uh, abusive childhood. I wouldn't call my, my, my upbringing abusive. I would call it neglectful childhood. And, uh, you know, Sacramento has its good points, its bad points. Um, but, oh, and one of the weird things about talking about family, uh, my family is that, uh, because I think because my father was an alcoholic and he didn't want to be near his his own family, which was in Southern California, and 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 also Arizona, uh, he, I never saw any friends come over. My not my mother's friends from the cannery, my father's friends from he was a um, construction laborer. Uh, my brother never brought over his his close friend George. Um, and I learned not to bring anybody over to the house. 
So I never had any social skills, you know, you know, Mikasa, Sukasa, uh-uh, I didn't get, never got a chance to use that phrase. <laughs> and so, and, and so that was a kind of a very interesting thing because I, when I got the grant to go to art school, I was on my own. I was, you know, you know, I, you know, if, if I didn't know anything, if I was a flea and I saw a dog, I wouldn't even know to jump on the dog. You know, I had no skills whatsoever, but I did see people drinking and the other college students. And so we would go to the, to the, this was in, you know, Oakland is right next to Berkeley. So it's a big college town there. And it was so easy to, to drink and get high because hot rained, you know, you could buy a nickel bag. Remember those things? A nickel bag. And and uh, just get get wasted all the time and pretend we're doing artwork, you know. So I never had those those social skills. And, and when I came to AA, I realized that it's really a social thing and, and that skill levels had to be, for me, I understood they had to be developed. I was not a social butterfly. When I got drunk is when I got funny and loud and obnoxious. I didn't know I couldn't read the room, that, that, that sort of thing. In, in AA, I learned to read the room. I learned to respond differently. Uh, I, I, because we're told not to, not to, what is the word? Uh, don't judge another person. Just, you know, leave them alone. And the beautiful thing about AA, the, certainly the traditional AA is that when a person starts sharing, uh, no one can interrupt them. Unless they, you know, gone off the rails or something, start throwing chairs and things. You know, of course, you want to tackle them or, or you know. I remember going to a meeting in in Manhattan, Midnight Madness. I don't know if anybody's familiar with that Midnight Madness, and and they earned that madness part. It was just called Midnight. Now then, they added Midnight Madness because you'd you'd see people come in high as a kite, doing push-ups in the middle of the of the floor while the speaker's talking at the little podium. And this was not uncommon there for things to happen. And, and, and again, I had to learn to, you know, be very accepting of, of people. And then over, over time, um, you know, of course, as, as a kid, as a, as a, as a kid, when, um, like I said, my mother didn't invite any people into the house. And the house wasn't exactly super, super messy, but it wasn't quite just just bumping its ass to a hoarders, you know, just bumping its ass to being a hoarders, but not quite, you know. Uh, and I remember a time. This will get to the to the to the secular part. Uh, I remember a time when uh, I guess on on the roll at school they they say, well, these these are little Mexican kids. Blah blah blah. They're, they must be Catholic. Let's go see if they they have to go to they have to go to Holy was it Holy Communion or something? Their first their first Holy Communion. Is it the whole thing with the wafers and the blood and the body of Christ? All that stuff. And I remember the the I was at me and my mom were at the house and and knock on the door, and you could see through the door that it was a priest, and like the old movies like World War Two where where they throw the the uh the uh, 
was it was it the the torch in the in the air or the flare the flare in the air and the soldiers would have to freeze so they so so they wouldn't get shot down they would have to look like trees and bushes you remember, remember those movies you just kind of freeze when the priest knocked on the door we froze in our positions i remember my mother was in the kitchen i was in the hall we just froze don't move don't move and then he walked away and we went ah. so it came three times and the third time my mother had to answer the door i guess she felt the neighbors were watching and the, off i went to catechism which was a total riot and a total joke to me as a little kid and went through the whole thing put on with little starchy dresses on with a little hat you know and went to confession i didn't know what to confess i didn't do anything um made up lies so i could just go through, go through to confession and and so when i when i first came into into the rooms i i um you know, a lot of my artwork uh, was was based on uh, the rebellion I had around Catholicism and and that whole uh, uh, belief system, and and I was just you know, uh, it's really weird when you when you don't really have people to talk to, how you internalize your own conversations and make up your own theories, you know, and and whatnot. But when I was getting older, I would do artwork that was uh, like anti-Catholicism, uh, anti-Virgin Mary, and you know, anything, you know. It was during the women's movement in the 70s, that, that period. Everything was happening. The gay movement was just happening. Boom. Everything was after that horrible period in 69 with, you know, with everybody getting assassinated that, that, that I admired. So it was a really interesting time. And then, <laughs> so... I was totally uh, anti uh, uh, religion organizations like that, and pooed and I was very ignorant in how I expressed that. I didn't have any understanding about uh, anything really. Uh, so I come into the rooms, and then there's the the, the 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 shades with the God all over, and every and everybody's complaining about <laughs> God this, God that, and I said, well, maybe I'm one of those people too, and maybe it's because I didn't, you know, uh, uh, hug the feet of Christ or something. Maybe that's why I'm an alcoholic. Maybe that's why I'm here because blah, blah, blah. I'm a, you know, bad person. I had no clue. And so I really struggled with, with all that, uh, with all that, that, that references to higher power and God and, and, and whatnot for about five years. And remember, I got sober in 88. So, and then it came to a, a point where I, I just shut up. I didn't say anything about what I was hearing. I just, you know, accepted. They would do the Lord's Prayer at some meetings. They would, they would read, um, uh, what you call it, uh, uh, how it works. And at the very bottom to, to the agnostic, blah, 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 and to the atheist, you know, someday you're going to get it. And so this will guarantee your sobriety. And I was just kind of cringe every time that part was read. Like, what do you mean? I, I can't have my own belief system. What do you, I don't get it. I went to a couple of, uh, uh, we agnostic meetings. I think they were at the, uh, um, in Manhattan. And it was, I guess, in, well, in 88, I guess 89 maybe. And, and everybody seemed very angry about God and they were, because somebody 
you know, somebody approached this man and said, you have to believe this. And, and they were just furious. And there was such rage in the rooms that I said, I don't want rage. And so I stopped going there. And again, I kept quiet and I would listen to people talk about how they, uh, uh, you know, and I, and I was sober. I was getting sober, staying sober. I found ways to stay sober. I had my my rhythms, my patterns, my my uh, uh, groups to go to, my meetings to go to, my fellowship that I would would enjoy going to. And and but this one thing just started kept bothering me, bothering me. Then I learned about my uh, ancestry is is, is uh, like you know, according to ancestry.com, I'm like 54 percent indigenous. I love that word indigenous, like I'm a, you know, a cicada getting ready to pop out of the ground, the indigenous person from the Southwest. And, and, it, and I, which get fueled me into, into, um, into examining my own motives and like what is bothering me. And I remember once being at a meeting when I was getting really into like, like my last name might might be a, 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 a Apache, but I don't think so. Uh, it would be cool if it was, but it's, it's uncertain. Um, is is that I that you know they, they, we stand up, we hold hand. Would you like to close the meeting, Lil? Okay, you know. And I said, I said out of the blue, I said, "Let's great spirit." Everybody just went, Bling! they all like like so. There, there's springs out of the body popped out like. I don't know what to do with this. Okay, we'll go along with this. And and I felt like a fraud because I wasn't raised in any of those traditions, any of those. I didn't have a, a grandmother who, who knew those traditions. Um, and yet, um, I mean, you know, look at me. Uh, and and so, and so I remember doing artwork that was kind of, you know, uh, exploring and celebrating that kind of ancestry of mine whatever it was and and um uh, was like what am i getting at is that there was a lot of exploration and i think a lot of us do that whether you know we, we come from europe or you know you know brazil or you know china we we are uh people who have gone all over the world and and uh, we, we we're here now in our bodies and and there's a lot of i know thoughts and questions about about all that so mine was around that and and then because of that because i felt phony when i said great spirit you know um i, I tried it twice and both i got the same flat response in my gut that that's not the right thing to say and then a few years later, I I realized that that uh, I'm a hybrid. I'm neither this nor that. Um, and I started doing more research on the history of of, of Native people and and how it, it came about that that who we are, what we are. And and I learned a lot. And and th- there was really no other pathway for me is to be this hybrid of a, of a person you know uh, english is if you think of it english is not my first language spanish is not my first language and because of the the the, the colonization that the spanish did their influence of moving people about uh, you know separating tribes so they can work in the silver mines and the copper mines build uh 
missions and buildings and mansions and things around. I, I have no idea who, who my people are. And my parents didn't want me to speak Spanish because they knew that, that English was king and wanted me to only speak English. So I was, am not bilingual that way. I can hear it and understand it a little bit because they get to, they got to speak Spanish, but young Lillian, she's going to speak English because, you know, we want her to advance. So they were, they were promoting the, 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 the colonizers, the invaders, if you will, as I, I like to think of it. And, and they were successful. And I'm neither this nor that. I'm actually a, a, a hybrid of, of all of that history. And when I did my ancestry.com thing, I found out that I have um, a lot of North African, like 18%, and also uh, Iberia at the time, which is now Spain. I had like 21% or something like that. Uh, I also from from the uh, uh, Senegal area. Uh, so there, there's that I have, I forgot what that percentage was, you know, 7% or something. And so that told me that was actually the movement of my ancestors through, uh, colonization. Uh, the interesting story about the North African, I'm very proud of that. Uh, I was, my ancestors were probably Moors that came into Spain, very intelligent people who, who brought civilization to that area at that time, uh, you know, with schools and buildings and, and, and you know, literature and music, you know, and, and when in 1492, when Columbus sailed the blue, that was the time that the Inquisition started. And that was the time when the, uh, uh, the uh, say the Spanish people wanted, or the Catholics wanted to get rid of all the Moors because, you know, we were, Muslims, we were Arabs, you know, um, and what they would either do, they would either, you know, kill them, put them in prison, or send them off on ships with that Columbus had started, you know, coming back and forth. And they said, there's, you know, there's wealth over there. So, you know, Queen Isabella and all those people started sending ships over and they, they would put the, the Moors on there as well. Because they were educated, they knew about you know surveying and math. They were they were uh, they, they were intelligent people, but they couldn't stay in in Spain. And so somehow all that happened, and and I'm very proud of that. And and, and yet it didn't stop me from drinking. <laughs> it didn't stop me from becoming an alcoholic. But it 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 did. Uh, uh, Fill my my history of of self, an explanation of, of of where I came from. Even if though it's just a story, you don't know if I'm making this up as I'm talking to you. You'd have no idea. But I, I for me has has offered me a sense of of uh, self understanding, self appreciation. Uh, some things make sense. I don't know who. Who saw who and who married who and who raped who or who this and that. But here I am. I, I'm, you know, I just turned 70. I've been sober for like 35 plus years. Um, this North African skis. <laughs> she plays pickleball, you know, uh, she, she enjoys herself. She owns a house. I didn't 
never thought I could own a house. Uh, I'm married. Um, you know, life is pretty good. And, and, and the thing about the, the, the religious part of, I, I realized that because of my own research into my, my background of, you know, um, because of that, that research into my, my, my background, I was able to let go of what I was seeing because I knew that there were so many things around me that were false and untrue that were fed to us and, and, and lies that were told to everybody, you know, and, and, and when I speak to people who, who are suffering, uh, it's going to sound weird, who are suffering from knowing that they're privileged. They say, "Oh, you know, we're so sorry. You know, we, you know, uh, we annihilated the native population, and we're so." so-. I said, "I think don't be sorry. Those were lies that were told to you as well. You know, you were doing this because the 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 church said, literally said, go and take what you want in the name of you know whatever country was being represented." You know, at that time on the East Coast, it was England, the Dutch, the French, and 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 the Spanish. Not so much; they were in like in Florida, but and Mexico, the islands. We all suffer from from the powers that tell us who we are, what we are, how we should be, and saying you go and take it. And now that 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 you are understanding what privilege is about now you are suffering from knowing how how hurtful life has been you know it's no fun to be lied to i don't care what side you're on you know it, you, we've all been lied by the by the powers the church for one and and the kings and queens and then then the 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 governors of the colonies we want your land take it it's yours Never, and and if you don't take it, guess what? You're not going to have your farm. You're not going to have your, you know, you, you know, you're not going to have your food supply. Go and 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 harvest this land, and if that means annihilating people, so be it. And and I know when native people were dying left and right from the different diseases that were that came over on the ships, the. The people were saying that, well, see, our God is stronger than their God because look, they're dying. And, and this was something that motivated people to, to feel okay about moving forward and taking over the, the land, the property, you know, cause literally, literally there were people laying dead who had caught smallpox were literally dead and, and they weren't even buried. There was one story of, of, of a fellow who a uh, lot of a lot of native people were taken back to England as as you know show and tell. They would come back years later, and the, and the coastline that they knew had homes on it and and a thriving community, it was literally covered with with carcasses of, of humans of native people, and we don't hear these stories because we're afraid of. The truth, and it's not anybody's fault. It, it's the fault of the powers, the powers that rule us. And and so when I see the the powers of of people in in like the program that say you you 
you got to find a higher power and they're kind of twisting it like 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 it's a god thing you know the sky daddy bit you got to get into that or or you're gonna or you're gonna suffer and start drinking again and i say that's that's the old thinking you got to do this you got to do that or else you'll somehow you'll be punished and i don't get that anymore you know i i i have to just say okay you know good for you keep it to yourself don't try to influence me because you're going to get a pushback and we don't want to get into that you know and and i i definitely want to leave people alone because eventually we're all going to die <laughs> with our pushbacks and our and our willpower and our thoughts so that clarifies that so I, i'm just really uh, uh interested in how I mean, this, the secular population in AA has blossomed because we're starting to understand who we are, where we came from, what we want, what we don't want. And what we don't want is just as valid as what we do want. Cause you got to know what you don't want. If, if you know, if you, you know, if you want to discover what you want, we have to be critical. We have to be mindful. Uh, we know what's out there. We know what, what forces are out there that, that, that are, Forcing the hand of, of voters, for instance, we, we know that there's not much we can do. It's hard. It's a hard. It's a hard mind to bend, and yet at the same time, I don't want to, because, like I said, we, we will all eventually die, and and whole crop of new generations of people will emerge. Um, I I I, I don't know. Didn't know I was going to go into colonization, <laughs> in the American colonies, but. It, it, it's fascinating how, how it's carried on through, you know, um, like, you know, just even little things like watching Red Skelton as a kid and he would always say, God bless, you know, and it, and it would just kind of, you know, even as a little kid is like, okay, you know, um, it just, it, it's, you know, people, I don't know, I don't know. I, um, I want people to be happy. I guess if it makes them happy, of course they can believe in whatever they want to believe. And I need to believe in whatever I need to believe. Because if I don't believe, if, if I don't have a, a system of, of understanding and beliefs for myself, I feel very lost and, 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 and unsure. And, and can I, can I write it down what I believe? I, I think I can. But it's more fun just to internalize it and and walk around and 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 you know, you know, return the shopping cart to to its rightful place at the supermarket. Little things like that. Um, I know we all have a story, and and some are are you know very hard and extreme and rich and wonderful. Um, I I. I don't look back at, at my my past as awful because it brought me to this this point where I I can I can freshly say I I, I appreciate all the, the the suffering that my ancestors have gone through and I appreciate all the suffering that that your ancestors have gone through. It, it brought you here, you know, and we when we get to share our our you know what they call the experience, strength, and hope. Of who we are, you know, we're 
we're quite a happy lot when you think about it, considering all the the past traumas our our ancestors have gone through. You know, you know, I just have to flip a switch and there's heat. I don't have to chop wood. I don't have to get the mule out. You know, I don't have to go dig for potatoes. I, you know, it's, 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 life is sweet. And now that I'm not drinking, life is even sweeter. And I really enjoy the, 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 the benefits, the, 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 I would say the nectar of, of not drinking. I have added so much value to my life by my, how I treated my thoughts my my how I question myself how I, I see the world that I like portrayed on television and the commercials and the ads and in the news how the thing that's going on all over the world the people who who just want to have a war let's have a war and here we are just trying to be ourselves and comfortable and and, and enjoy our lives it's quite dynamic the 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 two the two uh parts it, that I know I have experienced in myself, one that I have to see this and somehow be okay with what goes around me in the world. Uh, when I was drinking, it was a good excuse, you know, because you you find somebody else to drink in a dirty bar, you know, where you with the with the the, the bar counter's wet, you put your elbow on, it, and now your elbow's all wet from. From the, the dirty rag that the bartender swiped, you know, and the smell of cigarettes and stuff that didn't quite make it in the ashtray, you know, all that stuff. And, and we would drink because I, as a, uh, when I was drinking, needed any reason to drink. And it's interesting, uh, the choices I made to, to, to the same problems that I had in the, when, in my early twenties and thirties, they're still out there. People are still, killing people left and right. People are still going to wars, creating wars. And yet I am not drinking because of that. And I'm not drinking because of anything. It's a very interesting um, realm to be in. Um, uh, it's it's kind of twilight zony, you know? It's like very ironic. There's so many things that are, that, that you would think, you know, we've heard, you know, if you... If you live my life, you drink too. That kind of that kind of logic. I get it. Sure, people people do that. But somehow, I something clicked in me. I remember the last drink I had. Um, I had stopped drinking for about seven, maybe six or seven days because my roommate was starting to go to AA. So in support, I was not going to drink. But you know, being a good alcoholic. I decided to have one beer. And when I had that first swig of, of that Dos Equis, it was like, like literally a, 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 a veil of, of grayness coming over me. And I was suddenly feeling that depressed, you know, that just, it, it was really an interesting feeling like, like, whoa, like somebody just pressed down on me on my shoulders. And luckily, luckily, and because I had those few moments of clarity and I heard the words about AA, luckily I saw that beer and just that little bit of beer left missing from the neck of that bottle. I realized my problem is, is that beer and that, damn it, I'm going to have to go to AA. Then too late, two days later, I went to AA and then I had a, uh, one 
mini, mini slip with the marijuana joint, little roach. I was cleaning, cleaning the loft. I was living in Brooklyn. And there was a little roach sitting there on the ground all by itself. And it just jumped up into my mouth with, the, got lit and I inhaled it and I went to the movies. And that was the only slip. And I went to go see who's, who's afraid of Roger Rabbit. I think that was the movie. So, so I changed my date. 12 years later, I changed my date. That's ego for you. That's fear for you. That's, uh, uh, the, the sense of what are people going to say? Which is my, my family, you know, don't have anybody over. So nobody can say anything bad. You know, keep your mouth shut. You know, it's it's a harsh world. So, so I changed my date to 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 August. Twelve years later, and um, and then all of a sudden, everybody started going like, "Oh, I wonder if those those pain pills I took were <laughs> should I change my date? This and that and forth." And and I said, "Well, you know, it was my my conscience was bothering me for twelve years." And and. Um, you know, it, it was okay because because my father had died previous year, and I didn't know he had died because I left I left California without telling anybody, and he came in the middle of the morning, just his face, to tell me everything's okay, everything's fine, and then I had this incredible urge to to finally call, and it was my brother answered that 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 our father had died a, a, a month earlier. It took about a month for me to call, so. I knew he was dead, but I couldn't verify it until my brother told me that he had died. And the look on his my father's face was, it's okay. You, you know, everything's fine. You're going to be okay. Nothing to worry about. That kind of look that, that, that you know, that parents give their, their two-year-olds, you know, that kind of thing. So that was really helpful. And so I got sober a year after my, my alcoholic father died. And then a few years later, my brother died from alcoholism, where he was bleeding pretty much out of every orifice below the waist. And he finally died of a stroke. And my mother died before my father and my brother died. She died of, of cancer. And and if I hadn't have left town, if I hadn't have left town, if I hadn't have left town when I was 18, I think I would have been just like them. I would have been sick. I would have been, uh, uh, I probably would have gotten pregnant or something, something like that, you know, and, and cause I never wanted children because I knew they'd wind up in foster care. I knew my ego was so strong that I could not take care of a child. So anyway, um, words of, of <laughs> screwy wisdom. Don't drink and don't drive. You know, um, make your life your own precious treasure. You know, go ahead and, and, and be crazy and have wild thoughts about life. Make up stories. Because really, you know, when I look back in my, my ancestry and all that, no one ha- was relaying to my parents and, and their parents what was going on. You know, and here I am left with with seeing my life as as uh, like a blank page in a way. My past, you know, ancestry dot com. Please, I mean, a DNA test. That's all I got going for that part. You know, I just have my childhood to remember, 
And who knows how much is is something accurate? Accurate enough that I can tell the story, but but where my life really moved was where it really pivoted was that that recognizing that 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 beer is causing me to feel miserable. And something switched and said, I don't want to be miserable anymore. I've lost my, my father and my mother. Oh, and their ashes were scattered over uh, Donner Summit, over the parking lot over Don the Donner Pass, because that was, I thought that was appropriate. Uh, but, you know, it's not that, that I say to, well, yeah, make up your life. Create it. It's yours to create. Who's who said that we we were stuck with with what we are, you know? Who who said that we we can't do this or can't do that? My goodness, most people can't do what we're doing right now on on this Zoom calls. We're not drinking alcohol. We're not getting high. Somehow we're 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 managing our 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 our. Somehow we're managing our presence in this in this world. Our 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 now in this world and we're doing it because obviously there must be benefits to being sober there has to be value or i'd go back out and drink again if this if, if i wasn't benefiting from it and like i said uh, you know all the little things uh, uh the good things that the you know you know not not waking up you know wondering where my wallet is or wondering where i parked the car you know you know did i did I insult somebody? Did somebody hurt me? Or, you know, um, you know, what's that bruise on my, on my leg? You know, did I fall? Did, you know, where I threw up and you know, all those things in the, the out getting arrested for drunk driving. That was always a treat. And, and just that, that weird for me, that weird tunnel vision that I had when I was drinking because I didn't have any experiences with people. I didn't know how to be around people. And so people were awkward around me. Can you imagine? I can't blame them for, for, for seeing me as weird and, 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 and stupid because I hadn't figured out why I couldn't, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, maintain that kind of information in my head, you know, whatever. But, that that's all past, and that's the beautiful thing about there's a past from which I can grow on because I'm sober, and and the future is 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 unknown. But what I do now in the in the present moment in the time, I can think like a day ahead, <laughs> maybe two days ahead. You know, I can look at the the weather. And say, oh, it's going to be sunny here in the Catskills. We're going to go skiing because. And so that that I can figure, but what happens there is a whole other story. But I can, you know, those kinds of things. Um, I'm just really happy being sober. I'm really happy to see all your faces, and I'm really happy to have been invited. Nowhere else in the world is it is is life like this where we share. And I want to hear from all of you about what you are experiencing in your sobriety. And that's it. Boom.